When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, thanks for joining us and for downloading again. We have a super fun show coming up um, with the Australian James yes. Swanwick, who has a super um, helpful set of skills to help guys um, approach women and talk to women. But Even if you don't speak the same language. Yeah, yeah. Actually, he told us he's going to tell us a pretty cool story about uh, approaching a woman not speaking her language. So stay tuned for that. But we do just want to let you know that we have an awesome show coming up live of our podcast taping at the Hollywood Improv mm-hmm. October. In Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Well, not Hollywood, Florida. Thank God I'd kill myself. <laughs> Taping at Hollywood Improv, October 19th at 7.30. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really excited about that. We want you guys to come and put your butts in the seats. But yes. also, we're actually looking for someone out there, male or female, who's struggling or who has gone through something. And we want to make you part of our show. So you so, can struggle with so us. you can struggle in public. Yes. What's more glamorous, people? <laughs> So make sure you guys can go to the Hollywood Improv online, buy tickets. Again, that's October 19th. Tickets are only $10. Um, and you get to see our lovely faces. And uh, Live who, in person. Who doesn't like looking at me? I mean, seriously. <laughs> if you're really struggling and you want to be part of the show, write into the same address that you write to overanalyze this. But with the subject line, I want to struggle with you, write into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. PodcastOne.com presents the Ask Women Podcast, uh-huh. a place to dissect the female mind. You don't know how I feel. And explain it to men in terms they can actually understand. Booze. Now, here's the lovely ladies of Ask Women. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Ask Women Podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source. Us. Uh, I'm Kristen Carney, uh, host, comedian, whatever, stuff like that. Also here <laughs> with Marnie Kinris, best-selling author and owner of The Wing Girl Method. And we're here with James Swanick. And I'm Great saying pronunciation. It was, thank you. It was yes. like very took her 20 times to practice it. To get it right. <laughs> I had my fingers crossed while I said that. Um, who's with us? And we did your podcast recently. Yes, thank you for being on it. It was yes, great. That was yeah, great. We, we got good feedback from it, too. Yeah. I remember seeing people said you should be a guy, the guy on our show and stuff yeah. like that. So we oh, shall well, see. Nice. We shall that's see. That's nice. Yeah, my, we'll my, save you last. There you go. My yeah. Alpha Male Club podcast listeners loved you. They loved you. Oh, yeah. okay. Lots of tweets about you girls, so thank you. Oh, yeah. that feels good. Well, yeah. hopefully our audience loves you as well. I'm sure they will. I wouldn't be surprised. It's funny. Okay, I'm just going to bring something up before I get to my wing girl minute. But, okay, today when me and Kristen got into here, we were doing mic checks. So, like, before you start recording the show, you do your mic check. It was mm-hmm. a bit echoey. And we both said testing one, two, three. And Kristen was like, whoever does, like, a cool mic check. So, we, we record two episodes I tried in to a figure day. it out and I can't. No, but then, <laughs> then suddenly, on the day where we've made this statement, two people did amazing mic cool checks. Cool mic checks. Yeah, we had Dennis Hoff on the, on the first show. And he said something about Oreos and 69ing. It was an amazing mic check. And then you <laughs> just did the same thing. <laughs> You're like, hello. It was, a, it was an amazing yeah. test. So, just letting you know that... Dennis Confidence. did a good job on the show, and we assume you're going to now because of a, a Would great you like mic me to do check. a mic check? Yeah, are you, yes, I do, do it. it okay, I'll do a mic check. Here we go. This is, I, I used to host Sports Center on ESPN. Oh, so, that's right. why. So, this is my thing. 
Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Sports Center. James Swanick here alongside the girls from Ask Women Podcast. Great to have you here. Let's start with a so smorgasbord good. of information for Come men on, on women. That's a good it's one. Confidence. It's much better than testing one, two, You three. don't guess what you're saying. Whenever I do the intro, I guess what I'm going to say. Like, right. should I introduce myself like this? Or should I say this about the you know the host yeah. coming in? So it's it's about confidence, which is maybe what we'll talk about today. Again, oh. I'm guessing. What I'm, I'm guessing because that's all we ever talk about. Yeah, I'm second-guessing myself. Um <laughs> Like maybe we should talk about this. But before we start talking about this, let's get to a wing girl minute. David Buss, author of The Evolution of Desire, performed a study of over 10,000 people from around the world from 37 different countries to discover That sounds what, like not fun at all. <laughs> discover what people are attracted to for, bo- for both short and long-term partnerships. He found that what women find attractive in men is consistent no matter where you are from. What women desire and crave from a biological point of view are men that bring them closer to resources. Not money or power or looks, but resources. For example, drive, passion, intelligence, status, and friendship circles are all indicators of high ability to obtain resources. So stop fixating on looks, wealth, and power as attraction hooks and start tapping into what what biologically attracts women. And that is my Wing Girl Minute. Lovely. Very sciencey Wing Girl (laughs) Minute. Well, we wanted to talk today about the vibe that you put out and the energy that people get. So I wanted to just tell a quick story and I don't know if you guys have any experience with this, but, um, I'm, I'm a complete novice, but our, our chakras that, uh, you know, from the yogi culture that, you know, we have like five different chakras. Okay. I don't even know if you're right. Sure. Yes. How do you not know this? You seem like the type that would know about chakras. I don't know any of this. Yes. You have like your chakra. I mean, (laughs) I'm butchering this, but you have like a chakra in your forehead, which I think they call the third eye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Your heart, your throat, your like crotch area, which mine has like no energy coming out of. (laughs) Um, So there's like, I, you know, that's the area your stomach has, has a chakra. But um, I had a really cool experience where this woman held, um, again, I don't know the terminology, but it's like a a little pendulum essentially. And she hold, and she held them over my chakras. And I think this is common. If people are familiar with it, they'll go, Oh yeah, I know what she's talking about. If not, you'll think I'm crazy, but um, you hold the, pendulum over your chakras and it will swing either clockwise or counterclockwise and also back and forth. And so if it swings counterclockwise, I think that means there's like a negative energy. If it swings clockwise, there's a positive energy. And if it goes back and forth, it's like a kind of like a dead energy or like, that was like, that was my vagina. Yeah. No, I didn't even swing at all. Like I'm literally (laughs) just like, there's nothing like, So anyway, she put it over my, you know, my forehead and it, and it did like a nice uh, clockwise spin. Yeah, and, stuff and going on. So she was talking about the different areas of my body that may need more focus. Like my friend always says she has an overactive throat chakra and she talks a lot and it's like really narcissistic. So I think right. that's why hers is, you know, always swinging crazy, but it's actually really interesting if you guys went to a, um, like a spiritual bookstore or places like that, they'll, they sell these and you can buy them and, and hang it and, and see, you know, you have, you're have someone do it to you, but you can see where, where you're at and what energy is actually coming out of your body. Um, because it's crazy when someone says, Oh, I get a weird vibe. The vibes are actually coming out of your forehead and your throat <laughs> and your stomach. So those things are real and they actually exist. So when you give a girl a creepy vibe, you're literally giving you're living her, her you're giving her a vibe. Living her. You're giving her bad, her. bad energy. And right. she can and she can't actually see the energy, but she can feel the energy. Exactly. Because all we are um, is a whole bunch of energy. You've got energy, you've got energy, I've got energy. Right. And at the I moment, have very little energy. I'm pretty tired today. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't actually see it. 
but there actually is it. an energy force that's going between us at the moment and our pheromones and our biological makeup is reacting to that energy. It's either repel or attract, repel or right. attract. Yeah. So a lot of guys, I know we're going to be talking about guys today and how they attract women. A lot of times if they've got the wrong energy when they're approaching a woman, the woman doesn't even know why she's repelled by that guy. She just is. The guy could be handsome. Exactly. But, but might, it's called creepy. That's how we label it. It's called creepy. Yeah. So having the right energy is so so important. Right. Well, she did another thing. This lady, um, she didn't abduct me, I swear. It was like I, I did this willingly. She took two, and it sounds crazy, but she took two wire hangers, um, and she, and they're straightened out, and you have one end flipped up and one end t- flipped down. Yeah. And so you almost have a little handlebar. You ho- hang on to these hangers. And so she said to me, so she pointed both of these straight hangers directly at me, and she was probably about... Uh, six feet from me and she said i want you to just you know think think of a thought that doesn't really make you feel you know something kind of boring and nothing that really turns you on so i thought i thought you know i made a your thought. boyfriend right <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i thought and the hangers the hangers actually respond to the field of energy so the hangers slightly kind of opened a little bit what? very subtly very subtly and then she said now i want you to s- Imagine in your head, sing a song in your head that's the most powerful song to you that make that makes you feel moved. What did you sing? Uh, oh, Holy Night. No, you didn't. Yes, it's my favorite that- Christmas song, and I love Christmas. So oh, that's what I Holy said. Night. But okay. I didn't sing it out loud. And I know you're right. Jewish, so you wouldn't understand. Right. But I, I did it quietly in my head, and it's a very powerful song to me. And the, the hangers literally swung open. Really? Yeah. And I was like, is this I'm going to grab a hanger is, tonight. Right. But I, I know I usually use them for the other thing that women need them for. But um, I was thinking, is this woman a charlatan or is like this actually happening? So then I did it to her. And so I held the hangers, and she you know, thought of whatever thought. Yeah, They kind of opened, and then she sang a song in her head, and those wire hangers literally went whoop and they opened and i have i've been the same since but i've been slightly different (laughs) (laughs) no that's really interesting well one okay the reason that we're talking about this sphere of things i don't even know what i'm talking about it's It's a sphere sphere. but because when we were on your show you were talking about um this one girl that you had met, who you guys spoke totally different languages, couldn't understand yeah, each other. Yeah. But what you were putting <laughs> you out, showed her a wire hanger. And she was like, <laughs> she's like, "That's the Imagine guy I want to be." Chasing her across the street with a yeah. hanger. Like, Just sing a They're song. Opening. They're opening. You like me? <laughs> yeah. I know it. But th- but that, that's an interesting story. You didn't speak the same language, but you were still able to communicate to her. Because yeah. a lot of guys think it's like, okay, what's the perfect line that I could say to a girl to make her want me, or yeah. that she'll like literally take off her underwear and start having sex with me instantly? Yeah. But you know from that experience. That that's not true. Yeah, just to set the scene, I was in Buenos Aires, Argentina in 2009, and I was literally in my first week of Spanish lessons. And it was a lunch break during Spanish class. And I saw this beautiful Argentinian woman walk across the road. She had blonde hair, really beautiful. And I, in my mind, I'm like, go talk to her, go talk to her. But I didn't. I just froze like a statue. And I just watched her. She, she crossed the road and then she walked on down out of my sight. People started giving you tips. They thought you were one of those statues on like, <laughs> the promenade. I just did nothing. I did right. nothing. It's like frozen in time. And literally for five minutes, I, this, this was the dialogue that was going on, going on in my head. James, rock bottom. You've just hit rock bottom. You don't know that girl. She doesn't know you. You could have had a connection with her. All you needed to do was go up to her and say anything. It doesn't matter that you don't speak Spanish. It doesn't matter that you can't speak the language. As soon as you open your mouth, your chances improve, right? The chances of having a connection with that woman improve. And I'm literally feeling like just rock bottom. 
Five minutes later, the same woman comes walking back up the street. And again, I get this feeling of like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. But you've had a second chance. I had a second chance. And I literally, I didn't Luckily. look up to God, but I was kind of thinking in my mind, I'm looking up and like, this is a sign. This yeah. is a sign. He's testing me again. He's going, are you going to do it now? Yeah. Well, yeah. you're not going to do it yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, Are you going to be a man or are you going to be a mouse? <laughs> right. And so I said, all right, I've got to do it. And I went, okay, let's go. And I literally ran down the stairs. I was, I was, um, the Spanish class was sort of on a first floor and I could see it, um, from the first floor, I ran down the stairs and I raced across the street. She was on the other side of the street by the time I got there. And I'm like, hola, hola, hola. Because that was like, that was the extent of my Spanish at this stage. It was a bad school, one weekend. That's all you know. Awful. Yeah. And she turned around and she saw me coming and she had a shocked look on her face. I mean, I would be shocked if I was a pretty girl and there was some gringo running across the street through traffic trying to dodge cars and he right. was like, hola, hola, hola. <laughs> and I think she must have initially thought that I had the wrong person. She just turned around and kept walking. And I kept saying, hola, hola, hola. And I had my hand up at the end. She turned around again and then she stopped and she looked at me. There wasn't a smile. It was just shock. It was just like, what the hell's going on? The worst thing that could happen is she could turn around and say, hello. Like she knows things. <laughs> you know. Like hello. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine that means she mean hi, hi? <laughs> it's weird. And I and I went up to her and I started smiling and I'm so smiling I'm like oh and my Spanish is so bad and I I think I said to her do you speak English she's like oh no 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 she started shaking my hands and I and she thought that I was asking for directions which I wasn't I was clearly just trying to talk to her and now my limited Spanish at this point I thought that I was saying to her would you like to have a drink with me which is quieres tomar un bebida conmigo. And what oh, I actually those classes paid off. I those see. classes yes. paid off. Mm-hmm. But instead, what I said was, "Quieres tomar un bebé conmigo?" Which is, "Would you like to have a baby <laughs> with me?" <laughs> I got baby and drink, but Peter, right. and she's looking that at me. Go, that's great. I didn't, I didn't realize that I was getting it wrong, by the way. Right. So I just had to go off by her, her reaction. And she was sort of like half smiled. And then she like did the finger as they did. Not the finger, finger like the up yours. <laughs> the but shaking. Like, as they do no, in no. South America, they wave their index finger to you like this to me. No. Yeah, no. She's like, oh, I don't know. No. And she started walking off. And I started saying, oh, tu numero, tu numero, your number, your number. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and I just walked with her for one block. And to walk one block is about 60 seconds, um, just like a New York block. And I walked with her and I asked her three times and she said no three times. And then finally I went, email, e- email. And I kind of like, the word for email is correo, but I didn't oh. know what it was at this stage. So I'm just, I'm literally like going email, email. And then finally she said, James okay. is writing on his hand. I'm writing on my hand. That's right. And she finally gave it to me. She said, all right, have my, have my, have, uh, my email address. So I took it and then I ran across the road. My heart was pounding. I was still nervous throughout the yeah, whole process. Of and then uh, I told the story to my Spanish teacher. And uh, anyway, I emailed her uh, myself that night in my terrible Spanish. And I said, great to meet you. May I have your number? And she emailed me back that night with her number saying, yeah, it was nice to meet you too. Here's my number. The next day, I had my Spanish teacher phone her for me because I, I couldn't speak Spanish right. on the phone. And he set up a date for me. He said, I'm calling on behalf of James. He'd like to, <laughs> to meet up with you. And that Sunday, uh, we met at a shopping mall in uh, downtown Buenos Aires. She turned up. She's wearing a baby. And you I went shopping for a baby. <laughs> yeah, shopping exactly. for a baby. But she turned up in a beautiful red coat and it was, it was winter at the time. She, she was put just, effort into it too. 
Yeah, and she was she was lovely. And we literally just walked around a shopping mall like we were back and being 15, 16 <laughs> right. years old. I bought her an ice cream. I'm like I'm like telling her music like you too, you like you too, Bon Jovi, oh Bon Jovi, see see. Like it was really really childish stuff. But anyway, the day ended with a kiss, and I ended up dating that girl for for three months, and it was a one it was wonderful. Her name's Nadia, and in fact, a couple of weeks ago, I told this very story on my podcast, the Alpha Male Club podcast, and I told my listeners to go to my Instagram account and I posted a photo of her. In fact, uh, Brian, who's here, can you grab my phone for me, Brian? I'm going to show the girls oh, the, the photo, to see her of, picture. photo of the woman yeah. in, in question. So anyway, that's this is what a lot of men do, though. They're like, I swear she's hot. <laughs> like, I promise you. Because if she wasn't, like, yeah, whatever. She was yeah, I got to prove, prove that she's hot. Yeah. So yeah, so that, I mean, for me, it was... The lesson from that really was as soon as you open your mouth, your chances improve. 100%. I wasn't creepy. I mean, I'm sure I looked creepy as I was racing across the ola, road. Ola, ola, ola. Ola, ola, ola. And do you want to have a baby with me? Yeah, it's exactly. kind of creepy. But she could get – we were talking about energy. She right. could understand the energy. Once she figured out what the energy was, and that was is that I was clearly just flirting and trying to get her number – then and a making bit- a very cute attempt at it. Because yeah. when you see someone fail, when someone's not perfect at something, that's actually incredibly attractive if oh, they do yeah, it with endearing. grace. Yes. Yeah. That's, the, that's so her, Nadia. We're seeing the picture here. That's a picture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's adorable. Oh, I love her. Oh, so do yeah, I. She's she's great cheekbones. What is yeah. this blonde hair attached yeah, to your phone? Oh, that's her. <laughs> that's she's coming creepy. out of the phone. <laughs> So, yeah, if you're listening and you want to check out the girl, then just go to my Instagram account or my Twitter account, at James Swanick, and you can see the girl. It's, uh, it's, and uh, see James's hot girls that he dates. Yeah, that's, that's what right. you're going to see. <laughs> at James she's Swanick. very cute. She's so cute. Yeah, no, but that, that's good. wonderful because like, that is the main thing. That it's not about what you say. It's about how you say it, which I think is a good topic for today's chapter in the man's playbook. Are you horny to win? Okay, so that's what that's what this uh, week's chapter is going to be about. About it's not about what you say; it's about how you say it. So when we talk to other people, unless like, you're saying something like "I want to murder you," right? Exactly. But if you say it with a smile on your right, face, like, like "Hey, baby," like okay, let's go. <laughs> it's not as effective you as you want to have a baby with me, <laughs> right? Exactly. That's scarier. That's actually much scarier. <laughs> no, but a lot of guys believe that it is like this line, like Marnie, give me the best line to say to a woman. Tell me exactly what to say, and I'll always say to them. I can tell you what's the best thing for me to say because I can own it, but it, you may not be able to pull it off the same way and it will seem inauthentic and insincere and therefore you'll fall flat on your face and it won't yeah. work for you. Yeah. Yeah. Do I you like, believe that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it differs from person to person. I mean, if in doubt, just say hello. And if in doubt again, say, what's your story? Hi, what's your story? Rather than, hi, what's your name and what do you do and where are you from, which is pretty traditional, just say, what's your story? Because when you say, what's your story, the person goes, well, they have to I, think for a second. They have to think, and then they come. They, lots of different things come out of their mouth, like what they're passionate about, um, you know, problems they're having in their life at that moment. I mean, I, I've asked, literally asked that of people at parties, and said, "What's your story?" And they're like, "Oh, I like that." It oh. because it makes you think about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. what do I? What is my story? And right. what should I respond to this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that really, that's a really great way to initiate conversation as well. I mean, I was just out, out at a, a bar or a restaurant on, on Saturday night, Laurel Hardware on Santa Monica, and I ran into a couple of Australian friends of mine. And one of them is just plain hopeless with women. I mean, he is hopeless. He shouldn't be. Six does he foot- listen to your podcast, the Alpha Male podcast? He, he does now. Don't worry. After I Good. put right. him onto it. But uh, he's 29. He's six foot three. He's in shape. Uh, he's not like amazingly handsome, but he's not offensive. You know, he's, right. you know, <laughs> and he's hopeless. And he was saying, oh, I don't know what to do. And there were three girls standing next to us. Okay? And it was me, two guys, and three girls standing next to us. And I said, 
I am not going to approach those women, and the other guy in the group is not going to approach the women. You are going to approach those women. And he's like, what? No, no, what? What, what do I say? Man. And I said, I don't care what you say. I just want you to say something. I'm, I'm not going to hand it to you on a platter. I'm not going to say, say this. I just want you to go in there and say anything that comes into your mind. And you're going to do it when I start counting down is from he three. A, is he American so he doesn't have a cool Australian he's accent Australian. like you? Okay, good. He's already got a leg up. Okay, great. In America. Exactly. Yeah. In America. Not in Australia. You're common everyday <laughs> folk down there. Yeah, I go down to Australia. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're nothing down there. But up here, you're uh, you know gold, gold here with this voice. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're a star, kid. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So three, two, one, and he turned and he did it. And he went in there. What did he was, say? It, it was super See? awkward. He went, "Hi, ladies," there and they go. went, "Hi," and then he said, "What's going on?" And then they kind of awkwardly <laughs> said, "Blah blah blah blah," and I was just kind of like listening and the thing. And then the conversation just went from there. Yeah. It was super awkward for the first five seconds. Yeah. But after the awkwardness was over, he started talking to them. He held court with them for about one or two minutes. And then me and my other friend came in and started talking to them. And then there was three, guy, three girls, three guys, and we had a very nice, pleasant conversation. We had orgy. Yeah, <laughs> I would have liked orgy. to have said that's how the story ended, but I wasn't. <laughs> well, but, let's just say that's how it ended. Yeah, let's say that. Show. Okay, yeah, we went back and we had for a massive the show's orgy. Sake. It was awesome. So, so that just goes to show all you got to do as a guy, Coming I know up. it's hard. I know it's so, so hard to do it. You talk yourself out of it. But all he had to do was have someone push him. Yeah. And just say, hi. Right. That's it. Well, I, right. I like what you say, which is your chances increase the minute you open your mouth. Yeah. The minute you it's open your mouth. true. The minute you open your I, mouth. I know people, my brother specifically, I won't name his name because um, he's something carny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he has this thought process that if he's just there, People will come to him. Yeah, showing up is the big, you know, the biggest. He would be thing very successful in entertainment in Los Angeles. Well, that's the thing is that for a long time when he was younger, he wanted to be an actor. Right. But he just thought because people used to tell him because he's handsome, and so he'd right. say, "Oh, I, I want to become an actor." People say, "I look like this guy," and but he wouldn't I do anything so much about charisma. It, it like. But he wouldn't go take an acting class. Right. And so he thought just showing up and being yeah. enough was enough, and obviously it wasn't. No. It doesn't work that way. So, <laughs> could you give some advice to the guys that are listening? How do they yes. get that confidence? on their own without having two of If they're their... just by themselves. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's literally just say to yourself, I am going to talk to three groups of people and I'm going to do it in the next five minutes. And also, let go of the outcome. So too many guys walk in and go, I've got to find a girl and I've got to get her, get her number and I've got to make out with her and then I've got to do this. Forget the outcome. Just be sociable. Just go out there and start to talk to people. Here's the thing. When you walk into a place, it's not enough, like you said, to just stand there and just hope people come for you. They're not going to do it. You have to take the initiative. But set yourself a goal saying, I'm going to know, I'm going to converse with 50% of this bar or this restaurant in the next two hours. 50% of the people that come walking through that door, 50% of the people here, I'm going to know their name by the end, by the time I, I walk out of here two hours later. And that way you don't get stuck on one group of people, plus you get that, that practice of getting momentum. And then it just becomes, by the time you like open up uh, a third group of women or guys and women or whatever, it's just like, ah, I can do this. Now I can just very casually move into the next group. The hardest step is the first step. I know it's hard. I've been there. Trust me. But as soon as you take that first step and as soon as you first say hello and you get into a conversation, then it's so much easier to transition into the next the next group. Another great tip is position yourself at a bar where there's a lot of traffic. Don't stand over in the corner. Don't stand in the middle of the room where there's not people coming through. Stand on the corner of the bar so women are coming up to the bar on the left of you. Women are coming up to the bar on the right of you. Guys are there. Guys are there. And like you want them bumping into you a little bit because then you go, oh, sorry. Oh, hey, 
I like your shoes. Oh, hey, nice oh, watch. Oh, you say watch it, lady. Yeah, watch it, lady. I'm going to take <laughs> you home and smirk. take you down. Exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. Exactly what you just said. You want to put yourself in a high traffic position, no yeah. matter where you are, whether it's Whole Foods mm-hmm. or it's a bar. Mm-hmm. Because you're there, in a car. there is more opportunity <laughs> opportunity for conversation, for things that you can pluck out of thin air and just like co- provide commentary to it. Yes. Yeah. I'll tell you, I, I teach women relationship stuff as well, and I and it's funny because 66% – They've done studies on this. 66% of uh, interactions, the initial interactions between a man and a woman is actually instigated by the woman, woman, which is crazy. It's not necessarily the woman coming up and going, hi. It might be the woman showing her neck or looking, catching a glance. I actually heard it was a higher percentage than that, so I'm surprised it's only 60%. Yeah. Yeah. But it's crazy. It's crazy when you like, you hear that and go, oh my God. So women are initiating this thing. So what I teach women to try and like get the attention of a guy verbally, if they want to open the conversation is two words. Hi. Nice watch. Oh, that's good. Hey, nice shirt. Nice shoes. Unless they're not wearing a watch. That's right. Unless they're not wearing a watch. Then the, <laughs> then the like, guy's like, this girl <laughs> wants to take me down. Yeah. So it's so simple. There's two words. So for a guy trying to initiate a conversation with a woman, just say, all right, I've got two words. Just say, nice shoes. Nice outfit. Nice handbag. Nice hair. Gee, I like your hair. Like something as simple as that, as long as it's genuine, and we were talking before about not being creepy, it has to be genuine. So don't say nice hair if you think your hair sucks. Don't say nice shoes if you have no interest in her shoes. Right. But if you find something that you like, then pay pay a compliment. It, it, right. But then don't it, fixate on it, that. No, don't fixate on that. Don't say nice eyes. That's the worst yeah, thing. Nice don't compliment eyes. the eye. Don't yeah. compliment anything to do with her physical beauty rather than an accessory that she has. I know I said hair before, but hair's a little bit less creepy or less yeah. um, kind of I powerful. like your lips. Uh, yeah, like, that's well, not good. It can also, though, I, I know you shouldn't fixate on it, but it can also help propel the, the conversation because if someone is wearing a watch that you really like or like like Marnie's watch, I actually love Marnie's watch today. Cool, right? I'm like, you know, it, not that a girl would be wearing exactly the same watch as a guy, but you would follow up with, where did you get it? Or what brand is that? Or, oh, I like that brand. So it can at least create some common bond yeah. to then move forward in the conversation. Let's, let's do an example, shall we? Tell me about my watch. Say something about my watch. Oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the first thing that actually comes it. to my mind, which is going to be bad for this, is, oh, it looks like my boyfriend's watch. <laughs> ah. But it really does. It looks like the exact yeah. same watch. You know, this is actually a replica. It's a fake Rolex. You know, I bought oh. this in Bogota, oh, Colombia. Believe me, he does not have a real Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> I got this in Bogota, Colombia. I was down in Bogota for six months, and every single day I'd walk past the street corner to go and have lunch, and this guy would like, hey, you want to buy Rolex today? He had the today? coat where you open up the coat and it's just full of watches. Yeah, that guy. That's and amazing. Every, and every time I'd say, no, 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 no. No, no, I don't want to buy that watch. And then on the last hola, day, hola, three hola. hours before, <laughs> three hours before I was going to fly back <laughs> to the states, I went. You know what? I'm going to entertain this guy. I will buy that watch. So I spent a hundred dollars oh, on wow. a fake. Because Rolex. he said hi to you, he would have never had that sale. Exactly. Full I, circle. He increased so the he chances said hi, of a sale. He said hi. I communicated with him. Now I just told you a story. Now we're talking about the story of the watch. Exactly. Now you think I'm a fake because I've got a fake watch. But that's funny because you're <laughs> honest. You're honest. You're not a tool who's like, oh yeah, it's, it's like a Rolex, yeah, it's baby. Thank you. Thank you. So. There you go. So now look at that. We've just created a connection. Exactly. Yeah. So the guy who was selling me the watch created the connection. Now you, the three of us have created a connection over the watch. Now you don't think I'm a lying douchebag because I've just I've been right. honest but about what, the fact right. that I'm wearing it. One more a thing that watch. I do want to comment on before we finish this chapter in the man's mm-hmm. about is that watch. you about the watch, but is that you actually created the connection or enhanced the connection you because did, you shared yeah. further. Mm-hmm. Right? You expanded on, okay, I, she said, that's like my boyfriend's watch. You could have just said, yeah, oh, okay, well, it's this. Mm-hmm. But you went one step further and expanded and opened up and shared something and about yeah. yourself. I think something that people, a problem people run into is that if they do approach and they say, nice watch, and the person's like, thanks, 
and then it falls flat and that's it, yeah. then then what do you do? Well, what you do is you say why you think it's a nice watch. You go, you know what? It looks like my boyfriend's or whatever it is, what it means to you. My dead boyfriend. I, I think a lot of guys think that in order to be interesting, they have to like be jumping out of airplanes every other weekend. But something yeah. interesting can be literally just what you think. Yeah, totally. And look, I just talked about Bogota, Colombia. Maybe the woman who right. I was talking about because – I've been to Colombia. Oh, my God. How was that? That's incredible. I want to go one day. Tell me about Colombia. And then (laughs) all of a sudden, the watch ceases to be a topic of conversation, and you've moved on to travel. World travel, and then you move on to the bedroom, like hopefully if you – Weeks later, depending on weeks how Weeks later? Slow. Well, I was going to say a few hours days. later, but I didn't, you know. You want to be polite. This is ass A few years later, later for me. Tiptoe. Well, that's perfect. So that ends this week's chapter in the Man's Playbook. Thank you for participating and adding to our chapter. And you can always really hear information. more information from James on the Alpha Male Podcast. Yeah, the yes. Alpha Male Club Podcast. Club. Yeah, check Club. it out. We're trying to get better. Yeah, at, like, yeah, because when we were like, on your show, you were Alpha so great Male Club. you got to say the Twitter handle as well. You've always got to say Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So much, James. We have to go in baby Horrible. Okay, but what is a Twitter? At James Swanwick, J-A-M-E-S-S-W-A-N-W-I-C-K. James Swanwick. Swanwick. Oh, one wick. Oh, God damn it. Oh. And check out the Alpha Male Club Swanwick. podcast. I said, well, Swanwick. Okay, close. But still, go with the spelling that James But he, because said. he's Australian, I think it comes across a little different in the accent. So I said Swan, right, true. Swanwick. Swan, so the correct pronunciation is Swanick. It's spelled Swanwick. Okay. But I'm going to let you ladies say Swanwick. And now they know how to else. get me on Twitter because they've heard it so many times. Exactly. So now go follow him on Twitter because he has an excellent podcast that this we were just featured on. So. <laughs> so go listen to our episode and then listen to many more of his episodes. But James is going to stay with us through the second half of the show when we come back. Hey, guys. It's Marty. Buying a car is a not-so-fun experience for most people, and it doesn't have to be. At TrueCar.com, they'll help you get rid of the fear that you may overpay. You know when you'll get a fair price because they show you what others paid for the car you're looking for. TrueCar.com analyzes what people are paying for their cars in their market and shares it with consumers so that they never have to overpay. Over 40,000 cars were sold by TrueCar certified dealers just last month. Users see an average savings of $3,046 off MSRP. TrueCar certified dealers go through a certification process and you work directly with a TrueCar representative that will honor your savings. TrueCar certified dealers believe that True and transparency are essentials to a better buying experience. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what others pay for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. And the third step is simple. Just print out your certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better hassle-free buying experience. TrueCar has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation free guaranteed savings support the ass woman podcast and shop at truecar.com and now katie perry imagine going on stage without any guitars or keyboards drums or a microphone and being expected to roar tough right it's the same with our teachers who are using their own money so students can learn DonorsChoose.org is a charity that helps teachers get what they need for students to succeed. That's why Staples is donating $1 million to the cause. Join Katy Perry and donate at staples.com slash make roar happen. You're listening to the Ask Women Podcast, a Podcast One presentation. Whatever. Hey guys, welcome back to the Ask Women Podcast. We are here in the second half of the show, um, and we're just doing overanalyze this. Lucky for you guys, so we're just going to be answering tons of questions, hopefully getting you guys some uh, convoluted answers. But we have James here to keep us on track from the Alpha Male Club Podcast. You can also follow him on Twitter at James Swanick. 
J-A-M-E-S-S-W-A-N-W-I-C-K. There's a silent W. But I pronounce it correctly. See, I get screwed either way. I pronounce it correctly, but they're not going to find it. And then I pronounce it the wrong way, but they'll find it. Exactly. So that was perfect, though. Thank you. Great that both of you work together. Great. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Mom. Big fans. Love your work. Thank you. All right. So let's dive into Overanalyze This. So this show used to be called Analyze This, but then we overanalyze things. So now we've labeled it as Overanalyze. And people submit questions in mm. and we answer them so mm. get ready but if you do want to submit questions send the questions into ask at askwomenpodcast.com make sure your subject line is really cool or complimentary towards either Christian or I or both of us because that is the only way your questions but do remember Marnie answers. opens the email so. yes I do and there actually was one recently where it was like Marnie is the fucking best person ever yeah then you sent it to me I sent it to you and I'm like see somebody loves me and it was the best email ever because usually Christian gets a lot of attention on there and I never do because I ask for it exactly okay so dear Marnie and Christian and guests first I would like to say the Ask Women podcast are a little bright spot in my week if you guys ever decide to do a reality show I would definitely Ooh. Like they want to watch our lives? How boring would that be? (laughs) Second, as most men do, I need your sage womanly advice. I recently joined this online dating site. I got to talking with this girl for about three weeks. Very nice, but very shy girl. We eventually uh, are... We eventually are in town the same weekend, and she suggests that we meet up at a club. We had sent about 300 messages back and forth at this point, so we had already planned to meet up the week after. We meet at this dance club, and it is easily one of the most awkward meetings I think I've ever had with somebody. <laughs> Dancing was bad. Talking was almost non-existent, partly because of it's the like, large, incredible bar. like, do you want to see how well bar. I thrust my hips? Like, that's <laughs> all you're going to learn about a person. <laughs> the night ended about a half hour later with me going in for a goodnight kiss that ended on the cheek. She mentioned <laughs> that, she will, that she still wanted to hang out the next week, but has blown off every one of my message. Oh, wait. Blow, blow off my one message mentioning it with not even a reply. I know that the policy is 100% never put a girl on a pedestal and try the whole win her back kind of thing, especially because I like barely even know this girl. But I can't help shaking the feeling that I should at least send her at least one message, not anything like dying to see you, but kind of like, hey, I know our meeting was really awk, just, he said, oh, I like because he's kind of got like a valley girl yeah. dialect going on. Yeah, here, so I'm like, I'll read really it that way. This. But I thought there was like totally something and here, it was awk, and yeah. I thought you at yeah. least felt like totally the same thing. So let's try and meet up in some place where we can uh, talk, grab coffee or something. Seriously, in need of some Seriously? guidance. Chuck Eby. Okay, I love Chucky. I think Chucky and I should go shopping together. Totally, and judge everyone around us. Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think? Uh, I think it sounds like a disaster from start to oh, finish. Uh, yes. um, 300 text messages back and forth before you actually meet the person is way too many. It's probably 298 more than what you yes. should do. Uh, meeting in a club when it's loud music and it's dark is a disaster. You can't communicate. You're only communicating with your look and dancing and you know shaking shaking your ass. Uh, of course, the, the other problem I want to jump in here. The other problem with going to a club besides everything is that. There's other competition at yeah. a club where everyone's dressed really sexy and they're all, again, like putting on the sexy dance moves that are like a primal weird thing. Yeah. And so they they may completely lose interest in you if that's where you decide to go. If you go to like a small jazz club, you're only going to see like older people. Well, you're not going to see anybody. And so the so two of you are going to be club. the center of attention. Yeah. And, you know? Yeah. I'm not sure I, I agree with you. I two totally of you on agree the no with club this thing. With my thing. But, but continue. Anyway, I want to yeah. hear more. So I would, the first date situation really is. 
a coffee or going for a walk or doing something where there's not like, <clears throat> you know, like the, the sound of the club and you kind of get, what? What did you say? Yeah. What if they bonded on DJs? What if they were like, I like this club. I like that club. Like maybe Well, then the meet thing. beforehand ah. for an hour before you go in and talk about how you're excited to go in there and then make sure that at the end of the night you go and do a review for an hour. Like yeah. you go in to get a late night bite or an early morning bite of you know, not biting You're, her, obviously, but a bite to eat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that way you've got at least two hours of you're focused on one another. That's enough time for you to figure out whether there's a connection or not. Right. What should you do uh, in this situation right now? I mean, look, I think you should probably just forget about yeah, it and move, and move it on. But if you want to try again, there's no problem with you throwing out a text message or, or, or phoning her and trying to suggest another time to meet. But make sure the other time to meet is daytime. And you're going for a walk, you're having a coffee, you're walking through a museum or a park or whatever. I don't think people really go to museums on first dates anymore. But, I mean, doing something where you can have conversation and you can just talk about things. Daytime dates are great, I think, because you get to really know the person then. So, yeah, no harm in trying again. And they but, can't hide behind any well, fancy lighting yeah. in the exactly. daytime. So here's the thing. So I would usually say, like, Chucky e. B, like, why do you even want to see this girl? I say dancing was bad, talking was bad, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Like, you didn't even like her. He so has why, Yeah, well, you have to have some dinners. But they did have 300 messages yeah. back and forth. So there was something established there where they did see a lot of each other's personalities before. So I actually would say, yeah, you should reach out to but her again. Problem- like, call out that elephant in the room that you know what I was disappointed with how the night went you know dancing was off not not saying it was my fault or it was the club's fault but just like dancing was off couldn't really hear you should have chosen somewhere a little bit better so that I actually could have gotten to know you because you you seem cool like that's that's what you want to say is there was something there that's but of I think, interest but we chose a bad venue I think the problem though with the 300 text messages back and forth I actually texted my boyfriend back back and forth before we uh, became a couple yeah. a lot before we ever met uh, but the problem I think with that, which I did did with him, is you build the person up to yes, something that sure. they are not. So it, then when you meet uh, them, 100%. you can be your expectations cannot be met. Oh, it's terrible. Right. Never send three hundred text messages beforehand because you're just having a conversation with someone. You gotta thumbs keep your going, fingers healthy for the woman, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Text messaging before a date should should only be about logistics. Yes, Where are we going to meet? How are we going to meet? Meet you here at this time. Bang, the end, get out. And then everything in terms of creating connection should be in person and not at a club that's loud and you're yelling in the person's ear. I agree. Agreed. Okay, so Chucky e. B, take that advice. Yeah. All right. And, and, and I'm Chuck sure he said that in like 2013. Go to Chucky e. Cheese. So hopefully you've Chuck done. E. B. <laughs> right. Okay, so the next question is really short. Um, my wife is pregnant. The pr- that's, the, that's the question. Congratulations. Get out of it. Uh, Leave. The, pro- the problem is, Get ever since she found out, which was last December, I don't, I forget when this is the baby. She's here. She's been pregnant for two uh, years. She has not wanted sex. Is this normal? How, how long has it been? Sorry. Well, I don't actually know the date on when I received She's had the baby this, or she's pregnant? She's but pregnant she's now. pregnant. So in this, in theory, in this email, she is pregnant. The problem is ever since she found out, which was last December, she has not wanted sex. Is this normal? So is it okay if a pregnant woman does not want to have sex with Yes, you? it's normal. A lot of women go through that. I am not a woman. I haven't felt I, it myself. I went through this. You went through that? I will tell you a story because yeah. I wasn't able to t- tell the story when I was pregnant. But it's something I want to talk about on the show yeah. because I think a, a lot of couples go through this. Being pregnant is a really hard mm-hmm. time. It's a wonderful time. Mm-hmm. But for me, um, when I was pregnant, I wasn't in love with the idea at first. Um, I had hormones racing through my body. There was changes going on that I couldn't see. But the I life that you know is over. The, but the, the, that's the biggest thing. The life that you know in in your mind is 
over, right? And you have to start grieving a little bit um, and and sorting through all these new changes. For for me, um, I I was really down for the first three months. It was very strange. I didn't want to see anybody. Also, because you didn't tell anybody, although I was telling everybody except for people on this podcast. But um, I I had a really hard time in those first three months. And in those first three months, I had a really strong dislike for my husband. It was mm. it was like really, you did this to me. Yes. Look what I have to deal you with now because of you. Up. It was really weird, like yeah. very strong. Where I was analyzing everything that he was does, d- doing, judging. Because I, I think- feel that way when my boyfriend makes like, a really heavy meal, and I'm like, <laughs> "You did this to me. You see this? Exactly. You see this bloat? Now I'm bloated. It's <laughs> all what your I have fault. To we're not with. having sex for two years because of this." But you would say that your feelings were perfectly natural. Uh, natural to me. Yeah, at natural that to time. you at that time. Yes. Yeah, and I and think Marnie has the type of personality where she's very business oriented. She has goals. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that women who don't have their own business aren't goal oriented, yeah, but, but they may want that lifestyle of mm. being the mom and being inside and you know having. Yeah, but those I don't even know if that's what it was tied to. To be honest, it's also like a nesting thing. You start to see dust everywhere in your house because you're like, okay, I was a baby going to be in here if it's dirty, and then you're like, you're making the dirt. I want you out of here. <laughs> wow. But there, there was one it's a whole new like, world, huh? Like there, we, we go on Loveline a lot, and um, I remember saying to Mike Catherine because his wife was pregnant as well, and I said. Do you think this is normal that I I hate my husband right now? Like I literally want to take his head and smash it into the coffee table. And he said, <laughs> to tell you the truth, my wife just let me back into the bedroom after four months <laughs> wow. because you don't. It's it's weird. Like she should say she's like something about your face makes me want to kill it. Like yeah. like it's, it's just a thing that happens to some Can women. Can people Not get that without women. being pregnant? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it is to be. I have no idea what it is. It may be issues we have to work. I I don't know. But once that second trimester came, I was like, I love you. You're the best man ever. But I I was able to be really open with my husband about these feelings, and he took it wonderfully he didn't right. uh, i'm i don't know if he was you know talking to somebody else on the other side so that he was okay with it but it was really challenging but i remember this one time we were in hawaii and it was about sex and not wanting to be touched because i just felt so unsexy every like nerve ending of mine mm. felt just horrible and icky even from anybody else i just w- wanted to n- nobody to touch me um and we were sort of like being playful with each other and he came up to me and he he went to kiss me and he like licked my lip at first and my first reaction was i'm gonna punch you and i punched him in the stomach wow oh I punched, and, and he's like what he's like what's what up what's up like what what why did Good you do that didn't like it then i turn punch you in the stomach i know exactly he's got strength that guy <laughs> that he <laughs> yeah. but he's like why did you do that and i said i have no idea but that was that's literally what my body said to do i did not want anybody coming into my space and being near me in that way. I didn't want to cuddle with him. And again, that changed after the second trimester. So so to this guy, I don't know where she is in her pregnancy, but absolutely, yes, it can be normal. To this listener, unless you want to get punched in the stomach, <laughs> I would just accept that it's a necessary part of, of the pregnancy yeah. for, 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 for many women. I think you as know? a man, try to imagine the change that your body would be going through if you had something like this going on so that yeah. you can have a little sympathy yeah. toward a woman. I was just saying before, I get angry if I get less than six and a half hours sleep at night like oh, I get yeah. moody and angry and oh upset I'm less than 10 don't like even come near me yeah so imagine a pregnant woman who's only getting you yeah. know four or five hours sleep a night and who's like sleeping on a side and, and so feels bloated and, and you yeah. feel so unsexy although yeah. I kind of felt sexy when I 
best part. And I was finally able to wear like the tight dresses that I never wore before. <laughs> Do you have but, an excuse for the blow? Yeah, I'm like, oh, here's the belly, show it off. But I, I, I wouldn't say it's because I was mad at him for doing this. I don't actually know what the reason mm-hmm. was, to be honest. I talked to a lot of other women about this just to try and figure out what was going on. And I think it's a mixture of hormones, uh, it's subconscious thoughts, it it's it's changes. Hormones, it's, yeah. yeah, it's all of this stuff that goes on. And a lot of my, my, my female friends uh, had said that it was a real cha- – okay, my husband and I communicate a lot and I do what I do. So I'm constantly doing research on this. I, I understand psychology. Mm. I'm asking questions constantly. A lot of couples don't talk about things so that – I think that this is where a lot of trouble starts for a lot of couples because they don't talk about this during Mm -hmm. the time period about what's actually going on. Mm -hmm. They're not honest with each other and it creates a divide. And then a lot of couples continue to not have sex throughout their entire pregnancy. My husband and I, we did. I I craved sex in the second and third trimester. I was like super horny. I wanted to have sex. Um, But I think a lot of couples, if they start off without communicating about that first trimester or about the challenges that both sides are going through, I think it creates a huge divide. Because when that baby comes, it's an even bigger divide. You're yeah. on no sleep. You're snapping at each other. It's it's a hard time for couples. Yeah. I think your listener should just be really conscious of having great communication with his pregnant wife. Oh, absolutely. And just talk to her about it and say to it, like, it's great that you emailed in the girls and asked for advice from them, but talk to your wife about it. Like, talk to you. Like, how are you feeling right now? She'll probably say, get away from me. Don't touch me. But you just have to accept that that might, that's part of the process, right? That's part of what she is going through. Right. So, but, but have that communication, like reach out to her and talk to her about it and don't take it personally if she's not turned on by you at this stage. Don't worry. She'll be turned on by you again. Yeah. Well, let's hope. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. If you handle this, this period of time. Yeah. With grace. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Next question. And this will be our last one. All right. Let's get a good one in here. All right. Okay. Hi, ladies and guests. I noticed that most of the women I uh, have ever dated liked me from the moment we met. It was just a matter of creating a relationship and moving it forward. For the women I've had sex with, this was entirely the case. All of them already liked me. Conversely, I have had very little success at getting dates with women to whom I was attracted but did not feel they were attracted to me. I've not been good at turning on disinterested women, Mm. overriding judgment, getting more attention than what's polite or at changing minds. Mm. Am I being too negative or do you think I'll be better off if I give up on the women I'm attracted to unless I can tell she's already interested in me early on? Thanks. That's interesting. It's an interesting question. Yeah, it is an interesting question. I mean, maybe the the ones that he's really attracted to, he's having a confidence problem with. You know, he is. And now, and we were talking about energy in the beginning yeah, of the yeah. show. The energy that's coming off is maybe he's a little bit needy. Maybe he's a little bit desperate. I'm sure he doesn't think that he is, but maybe he's putting out that vibe. It happened to me f- for a long time. I kind of can resonate with, with your listener's story. I went through a phase where I was very successful with women who I was kind of like, eh, only attracted to. And then the women who I was like really attracted to, I would talk myself out of it and go, ah. Oh. And right. it was almost like I want to be the rock star with a bunch of sixes and sevens. Sorry, ladies, this is how guys talk, you know, <laughs> in terms of the looks, looks department, rather than like stumble my way through and have a few losses with an eight, nine, or a 10. So uh, it's a confidence issue. For me, it was just confidence. And then once I... Um, 
found a beautiful woman who was who was a nine out of ten i guess and any guy would say she's she's a nine and i had dated her and it was great and it was wonderful i guess all of a sudden i had my confidence back and then all of a sudden eight was my new benchmark you know now i'm only going to approach <laughs> girls who i consider to be an eight so right. for him i think it's just probably a confidence issue the, the way to get over it is just to get over it which is you have to go out there and just approach put yourself in that discomfort phase of just approaching the the most attractive women in the room if you go into a restaurant or a bar don't approach the sevens approach the nines in your mind and just get practice and fail and then practice and then go again and fail something i I find really interesting is is like is this person a mind reader like how do you know that they're not interested in you and then why are you fixated on changing their mind i know how do you know he's talking himself out of it he's talking himself out of it and so he's like because the 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 girls who who are into him are uh, showing their body language a little bit more and giving him and signs touching him and flirting and be yeah there and they're like oh, oh, oh he's like he's used to that kind of visual stimuli and then these other girls who he actually likes are not giving that to him maybe they're just taking their time doesn't mean they don't like him exactly. but maybe they're just taking their time to see whether they will like him and he's freaking out because oh my god i'm used to the girls just like dropping on their knees or they're and- mirroring your body language as well but you're like hey you're not into me so then you take a step back and you cover up your body language well there's I, a lot of things that can be going yeah. on i have a lot in common with him and i've always had a major problem talking to people that i considered above me or that intimidated me if i don't think you intimidate me i'm i appear completely confident and cool but then the people like in the industry, like pursuing show business and stuff like that, the minute yeah. I find out, oh, he's a manager and he works with this person and oh, they've done this and she know- she's friends with this person that's gotten to this point in their career, all of a sudden I shrink and I put out a really insecure energy. So I just think that's like you were kind of like James was saying a minute ago. I think that's what it is, is I that his energy it. changes when he's intimidated by somebody. So and that too. you put on a pedestal. Good answers, guys. All right. Well, that is the end of our show. But again, to get in touch with James, you say it. You spell it out. You say where they go. Yeah, to you should go to the Alpha Male Club podcast on iTunes, the Alpha Male Club podcast on iTunes, and get me on Twitter and Instagram at, at James Swanick, J-A-M-E-S-S-W-A-N-W. I C K Swanwick is the spelling. The w Swanwick is silent. Perfect. Is the pronunciation. And if you have questions for overanalyze this, send them to ask at Ask Women Podcast. Uh, and then also, you can get new episodes of the Ask Women Podcast every Thursday. Uh, you can choose to subscribe, so you don't have to actually actively download them. If you subscribe, then they just automatically go. They into go to your, your funnel as well. Your funnel, <laughs> yes. But you have them. You wake up in the morning, you have it. They're in your. Funnel. Hopefully, you'll wake up in the morning and have it because sometimes it's not up there, and that's not our fault. But It'll be up there very shortly. Ray just gave us a look. Yeah, like, he's like, ah, that was last week. It's not happening this week. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Just also follow Marnie and I also on Twitter. Oh, yes. And follow us on Ask Women Podcast on Twitter, but also follow me at Kristen Carney. I need some followers. Yes, and I'm at uh, Wing Girl Method. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Ask Women Podcast. Go to podcastone.com next week for a brand new show. 